Hi, I'm Sean Hanif, and you're listening to The Life of an Entrepreneur. What's going on, and welcome back to The Life of an Entrepreneur podcast. It's me, Sean Hanif, founder and CEO at Genflow, and it's the end of 2022. And um, in this episode, I'm going to be taking you through kind of like how 2022 went for us, but more importantly, the main things that I learned which I think has lots of value if you're a founder, business owner, entrepreneur, side hustler, trying to make shit happen, you're going to find it quite interesting in the things that I learned this year. And I'm hoping to take those into 2023 and hopefully you can do the same. So let's get straight into it. So 2022, you know, at the start of this year, I made a video on things I want to achieve. I'm not going to get into the detail of that because you know it's very related to my business ultimately I set out to do quite a few different things and uh, we did most of them um, which I'm very happy with but I think ultimately to summarize it you know you have a forecast as a business we hit that forecast this year so it feels amazing Q4 was the biggest quarter for the company's history probably since the last episode as well if you're a listener you know we managed to go and deliver Black Friday um, as we had hoped Um, A lot of our creators overachieved, which is amazing. We also learned a few lessons with the team. And it was just flawless execution by the whole team. And we did an amazing job. Overall, we absolutely killed it. And I think I've been doing this for such a long time now. And now my core team has been doing it for such a long time that we just know what we're doing and we do such a good job of it. So yeah, it was very, very good. I ended the year with the end of year event. um, Told the whole company how we've done this year what worked, what didn't work. It's very, very important to actually be transparent and tell the main people in your business how the business is performing financially. I see a lot of entrepreneurs who actually make that mistake or trying to conceal everything when actually transparency is the way to motivate uh, people more than you realize. People want to know that their contribution is actually making a difference and it's your job to make them realize that it actually is. But look, nonetheless, amazing end to the year for us. But lots of lessons learned. And I think this podcast, I want to more talk about some of those because I think there's some deep reflections I've had and I want to share those. And I think one of the very first ones then to get into, I think I have four or five points. And the first point is, I think the biggest lesson for me was that I got stuck into pleasing um, what the world wants. So for me, it's like this idea of society will try to make you second guess yourself. You have certain beliefs as a person, you know, you have certain ways of thinking, working, being as a human. But society will add pressure on what you believe and what you think works. I think the biggest lesson for me was I've bended to that societal pressure a few times this year. And it could be things like, you know, how, how I should behave as a CEO. There was a time this year where I took on a professional coach. You know, you hear so much about coaching. You say so much about, you know, literally on content on Instagram and YouTube, right about, oh, you should, I have a coach and it's so amazing. Coaching helped me with X, Y, Z. And it's become a thing, right? That if you're not, if you don't have a coach, maybe you're not a good leader anymore. You know, and I started to think, am I, am I, am I, not improving myself what about my personal growth right because that's what instagram is telling me i need to be growing personally and if i don't have a coach and if i don't take 5 a.m cold plunges and if i don't read nine books a day and i don't do all this stuff i'm not a good person i'm not a good leader i'm not going to be someone who's going to be successful even though i know that's not true 
the pressure from social media and society in general makes you think that should I be doing it and you feel like trying it and it happened to me this year so I ended up hiring a coach and I think I've talked about it previously as well and after two sessions with the coach I realized how wrong it is because this person is trying to put their box that they have learned through their studies through their experience with other entrepreneurs and essentially they want to place me in that box they want to put it over my head um and it didn't work for me you know it doesn't mean that's wrong it doesn't mean it doesn't work for other people the lesson that i learned was i went into it because if i something i didn't need i'm not i'm not stressed i'm not confused i'm not worrying about stuff but you know they say you don't need to look for help or ask for help you should speak to somebody you should get advice you should get help and that's what i went and did so i think for me you know it was the it was the pressure of i need to go and do something and it just was it wasn't right she was telling me things to do one of them was i like to work because i love what i do um and she almost was telling me that i need to create a second version of myself so i don't upset people around me you know she was like you shouldn't post an instagram story at 1am of you working because that sends the wrong the wrong message to the company it sends the wrong message to people around you that you 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 want people to be working like that too and i was like no i'm just sharing what i'm doing and i don't need to feel bad for it like so essentially telling me to be fake or to create another version of myself that's more pg for the world because that's what society is saying now the oh my days if you work after 6 p.m. you you are crazy you're toxic how ever can you do that and i was just like i'm paying this person to give me this bullshit advice because that's what she's learned at some fucking university why do i give a shit about what this person is telling me and hold on why am i giving a shit about any of this shit so i was like screw you screw what society thinks i'm just going to do what i like because it works for me and it definitely works because i have changed my life i've changed the life of hundreds of creators 200 plus people that have worked for me so i think i'm doing a pretty okay thing um my impact is uh you know i'm comfortable with that so i think that the main point there being massive lesson for me you get so much noise goes into your head from all the content you consume and all the people and everything that you see but you can't let that dictate your own thinking so how i can make this relatable for you listening is that could be a business model that everyone's talking about if everyone's talking about drop shipping doesn't mean that you have to do drop shipping if everyone's talking about starting an agency but if you're really bad at speaking to people selling to people you will not succeed at an agency because agency is just selling you've got to be able to sell to someone that i can help do the following services for you and that's actually going to work and then i'll deliver it for you and then i'll come back to you next month and i'll do it again i'll do it again i'll do it again and i'm going to get paid every single month for doing so if that's just not you but instead you're very good at buying and selling stuff then that's what you should be doing so i think as an entrepreneur as a want to be entrepreneur you'll have so much pressure that this thing is the next thing or this is the best way of to do something or this is the best business model but if it doesn't suit your skills or is not your interest then you shouldn't be pursuing it so i think that's what i would say my biggest lesson is so i think going into next year you know i'm 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 making a very conscious effort to not let a third party anything derail me from my thoughts 
I've already done something which is very hard to do in this world, which is start a business and make it successful and do eight figures in revenue. I think I know what I'm doing to get to this point that I have to trust myself more and truly trust my own instinct. And one of the things I've been inspired by actually seeing how Elon Musk took over Twitter and I watched, you know, I've been following it very closely. And for him to be like, he's trusting his own gut to be like, we don't need 7,000 people to run Twitter. We need 2,000. And it's still working and it's still everything fine. But his predecessors are doing the things that everybody had said you should do. You need to have a massive innovation team. And it's something crazy. It was costing them something like $50,000 a year per employee for upkeep because they paid for three meals per day, people's transport, like all this stuff that society had built up that a large tech company should be providing their employees. And he's coming and thought, hang on, that doesn't make any sense. Why, why are we doing this? And just that way of thinking. And I think I've been inspired by that thinking to be like, I know what I'm doing, leave me to it. So I think that's probably a massive lesson for me. Second would be, this is an interesting one. So I learned that you have to be, be way more selfish in business to scale your business. And I don't mean from a personal point of view, I don't mean selfish as in buy yourself a Lamborghini, I mean selfish as in the business needs to be selfish for itself, for its own benefit. And let me explain. So when I first started, you know, and I fully believe this, and if you're starting out too, right? Starting out to me means not to 1 million. You gotta give away as much free value as possible. If that's charging less for your services as an agency owner, if that's doing favors for people around you, whatever you do to benefit others will help your business. You know, even if it's your customers, giving people referral codes, discount codes, a replacement if they have an issue in customer services. But generally, as an agency owner, firstly, you wanna give as much value as possible in the early days and build good relationships, relationship over money, all that stuff is great. And I've summarized all of that because I think that is very, very important to when you are at the early stages of trying to find scale in your business. The mistake that I've made and the lesson that I've learned this year, I've kind of kept that same mentality, even though we are way bigger now as a business. Now me doing favors for people who are not material for my business, meaning they're not significant to my business, it makes no sense to do that. Meaning if somebody's like, hey, can you do this and this for me? I'll always be like, yeah, yeah, cool, don't worry, I'll sort it out. And I pay for it. I pay for everything. I pay for so many people's things without ever asking for the money that it started to get to a point where it's like, that's not okay. And I need to be way more selfish. The gem flow needs to be way more selfish for itself. Meaning don't take a client on that's just gonna diminish the way we work. Don't take a client on that's gonna cost us more money than we're actually going to make. Don't take a client on that's toxic in the way they work or they're rude to the employees or whatever, that I need to start being more selfish for what's good for the business, not necessarily if it's another $10,000, it's another $100,000, that some money can actually be bad money and I need to be very conscious of that. So I think that's a massive lesson learned this year because I've done so many things this year that I wouldn't have done if I was thinking more selfishly about the business. I've always been selfless and thought, as long as I provide value to the other person, I'm doing the right thing. And I think the lesson is I need to be like, is this right for the business? And should I really be doing this? Again, to make it more relatable for you, 
if you have a business, you know, you'll have a client who's pushing the boundaries, meaning asking for more and more and more, which is technically not part of what they pay for. You should try to stop that. If you are, if you are past that initial stage, in the early days, it's very important because you're trying to solidify your relationship. You're trying to make yourself, you know, that the, without you, the client cannot survive. But I'm talking about 1 million plus as a business. When you are starting to scale a business, obviously 10 million plus a year is another level. But even 1 million to 10 million, the more selfish you are, the easier you will scale your business. It is nothing wrong with saying no to money. I think that's the other thing you have to get real comfortable with. That I openly say no to money. And that is the best thing for the business at times. But no to 1 million, I was like, any money. Anyone that wants to hire us to do anything will do it. Because I was trying to prove a point. I was trying to prove the business model. I'm trying to prove to myself that I can do this shit. But from that moment, you got to be more selfish. So hopefully it takes some value in what I've just been saying there. I think that my last thing would be like, I truly think we deserve, I deserve, my team deserves, the business deserves to get paid more for what we do. We fundamentally have changed creators' lives so significantly and we deserve to make more money. So I've got to be way more selective with who we work with. I've got to be way more strategic with how we make money. And you've got to constantly be involved in how you make money. Don't get stuck in, well, I do 2000 a month retainer plus 20% of ad spend. And that, that that's how I work. But it doesn't have to be. You should try to find a way to keep evolving your business model as your business scales. Next lesson is that you rather do five more things than sticking to one. And again, this is in the context of when you first start a business, do one thing, get very good at it and make that a success. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that next stage, which is the lesson I've learned this year is there's so many things I wanted to do and I didn't do them because I kept sticking to like our current business model, what we currently do, which is help creators monetize audiences, help them set up a business, help them sell content, help them work with brands. And all that's great. So my one thing is like a big one thing, but it's a one thing, meaning we're used to it, meaning we know what we're doing. I wish we should have done more things because it's about opportunity. The lesson I've learned this year is I'm th I always think, example, I think we can sell content to help people become creators. And I think we should have been doing that all this year. We didn't because I keep thinking there's always going to be opportunity for that. So let's just keep focusing on what we're good at already and keep doing that. As Alan Sugar would say in The Apprentice, you know, you, you sell something, you go down, you buy more of it and you sell it again. And I've always kind of had that mentality of, if it works, do more of it. Don't overcomplicate it. Business is simple. And that is true. But the scale that we're at now, you have to be diversifying your revenue stream. And I think that's what I've really learned this year that we had lots of opportunities to do. I just gave you one, you know, I, we could have released courses, content, et cetera, to help creators become creators. I can create content and courses and whatever on how to scale a business. But I've always thought, you know what, let me, let me focus on the current, let me grow the current. Let's make sure that's amazing. There'll be plenty of time in the future to do those things. But then the lesson for me now reflecting at the end of 2022 is that timing is everything. What may be an opportunity right now may not exist in two years when you get around to it. So for me, I wish I pursued all my ideas because I don't shy away from the work. I just stopped myself from doing it. 
and next year that is not the case and in the next episode i'm going to be breaking down the, my 2023 plans but essentially it's going to be going after every single idea in my head because you'd rather do five things you'd rather juggle five balls and if two of them fall and you'll catch three of them you'll still have three things that you're doing versus the one ball which is your everything and you're just juggling that and you cannot risk that falling you need more revenue streams you need to diversify your the way you make money for your business for yourself personally that should be what you should be doing as a person you know to me it's crazy that someone just has a job that's the single revenue stream and there's nothing else they're doing outside of that because you got to make money as many different ways as you possibly can and you got to be a hustler so i think i just want to hustle more the business needs to hustle more that's a massive lesson for me there which takes me on to lesson number 4 and this is an operational one for anyone that knows me knows that i'm a red-blooded operator i like getting shit done i like getting my hands you know into the work myself typing shit myself so this is an operational one for anyone that runs a business you have to write your own way to run a business and it doesn't really matter what others say that's even including my own advice don't take my advice literally take it passively so as i scale the business to 100 plus people one of the biggest challenges you'll find is actually isn't finding more clients isn't making money it's actually being able to run your business all the boring stuff which is actually the most important stuff which is operations which is how do you set goals for your team how do you make sure everyone's doing their work how do you make sure everyone is incentivized correctly how do you make sure nothing goes wrong how do you all the actual work quote unquote is the real stuff and i guess you know for me to solve this problem of as i went from a team of 10 12 15 very easy you sit around a desk happy days you don't need to check on anybody everyone's doing their work easy peasy 30 people very easy it starts to get hard from there 50 people starts to get hard that okay if the managers are not managing their teams well enough it's going to be a problem 75 people if departments are not being ran the way you would run a department or historically the business has ran departments it's a problem 100 people plus and remote all over the world you essentially become a business with many subcultures if you don't control it there could be a department leader a manager who believes in a certain philosophy i had this i had a manager once who was didn't believe in me um giving people tasks you need to give people the space and to be able to do it themselves because they read that in some book but they forgot to read all the other parts which are like yes you do want to give people space and the autonomy and the ownership but you still got to give them some structure and some framework to operate within otherwise you're just clueless um it's like saying to someone you go and exercise and do whatever you feel like and just you know as long as you feel good you're going to get the results it's like no you're not of course go and exercise and do what you can and feel good about it but you still got to make sure you do it four times a week and eat this many calories and do it properly otherwise you're not going to achieve any results but in work it's amazing that people have this philosophy of you know just let things be and it will just be okay and it's just not true so what happens is i um started to firstly i hired lots of experienced people and started listening to them I read books, I listened to third party people, other entrepreneurs, and I started to get so many different philosophies and styles of management 
have theories about how to run a large scale business, you know, the truth is how many people are you actually going to meet that run a eight figure, a hundred plus business, hundred plus people business that's doing eight figure in revenue. Not that many. A lot of these people online that would say they're X, Y, Z. The truth is a lot of them aren't, um, you know, general ta tangible founders running eight figure businesses isn't that common. So as you can imagine, even getting advice from another operator like myself isn't really that applicable. You'll find people who've done it before, but in a very different world where there was no remote work. There was, the, you know, the, 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 the work life wasn't what it is today. The online wasn't what it is today. So also the experience is quite skewed from older last generation entrepreneurs. They don't have the context or the principles in business are the same, but the overall context of operations in this today's world, in the slack, you know, world, let's call it, it's very different. So I started to realize that I really need to build my own operating system. Just like you have an operating system on your phone or on your laptop or on your Mac, sorry, that you use every single day. I had to build my own operating system for Genflow. So being the lessons I learned was, I wish I did this at the very beginning of the year, but kind of, I formulated it throughout the year and it got better and better and better because I started to realize what's needed in our business. And some of the stuff was, let's just strip everything back. And my advice to you would be to do this for next year. In your business, like who needs to meet when and what do they need to talk about? You know, we started doing um, daily stand-ups and it isn't what people think that and a department comes together and just says, hey, what's everyone doing today? Which is how most people do it. It's by creating a cross-functional, cross-department people coming together about the most important things. Meaning, if that's the person in your business, you know, who's signing a new client or who needs a finance, or if it's who's doing all the copy, if it's content, who are the most important people that get stuff done? And when do they meet? What do they talk about? And someone needs to own that, someone needs to run that, and that probably should be you as the founder, CEO. And then leading to end of day reports. This is where, again, a lot of companies get it wrong, is that they treat companies as departments and silos and trying to manage each department, where you need to try to make those department people essentially come into a new department, which is like the all-inclusive one. And you want to be across that yourself as much as possible and have daily stand-ups and end-of-day reports to understand where are you exactly with stuff. So I kind of figured out like my own way of running a business, which I think makes common sense. Then the next thing was, you know, thousands of tasks are happening within the business and how, do you, how, how am I going to manage that? Again, forget philosophies and other books. That's just the most common sense thing to do. Everything needs to be written down. Everything needs to be tracked. There needs to be complete transparency in the business. There should be none of this. Oh, I'm really busy today. I have no time. You should be able to just in two seconds see what the other person is doing because what's there to hide? So we installed Asana and um, we ensure that 99% of things that do need to be tracked in the business are tracked. And like that, we have complete transparency in the business and everyone is organized to a certain standard. I think the biggest misconception is that people think that everyone is very organized. I, all I can say is I can imagine going, if I went to every single employee's house and seeing how they live, it will shock you by how unorganized people are in their actual personal lives. And they bring that same unorganized chaos to work, waking up, 
opening your email and being like, uh, what am I doing today? Okay, I've got seven emails, open Slack, or oh, I've had all these messages. What do I do in which order? What's more important, what's not? And just the general way of working, people are not good at. And I think that's probably my biggest lesson this year. Even though I hired very experienced people, they still come with a lack of organization, a lack of work organization and way of working, which is critical in a remote first business in the new economy, in the new world that we live and work in. There is no room for complacency. If you're a person that has hundreds of emails in your inbox and you haven't filed them away, you are not organized. You are not on top of your shit. And even if that's you right now, you need to look at yourself. I'm a very organized person. All my iMessages and WhatsApps are archive every single chat. The only conversation there is the one that I need to respond to. Otherwise, everything is out the way. You don't want that noise. How can you be organized if you're not organized yourself? How can your business be successful if you're not organized yourself? And essentially, it's the whole thinking of being organized. Again, I used to think on my days, I can't say that to people, I can't tell people to be organized. Like, yeah, damn right, I'm gonna tell people to be organized. If you're gonna be in my business and we're gonna be successful, we have to be organized. It's like, imagine being in the army and you're not going together to go and defeat the enemy. Everyone's like, you know what? Let's believe in ourselves, guys. Let's do what's best for us. I'm gonna go that way and I'm gonna go on top of the mountain and down this way and you go this way. I'm gonna go in the tank. I'll take the chopper and we'll just figure it out, guys. Cause you know, let's believe in ourselves and we know what we're doing, and you know it's it's going to be too much if you follow some rules here. And let's just do whatever we feel like. That that those people won't win, right? And same with football, same with any sport. I have very sport thinking in my mind. It's like if you're a team, there's got to be rules. There's got to be strategy. There's going to be a plan of attack. There's going to be a, a certain way we play. The formation, everyone's roles. Everyone's going to have good understanding of what is expected of them and how we're going to do it. How we're going to communicate to each other and how we're gonna deliver those results. So that's what an operating system is. And I think the biggest lesson for me was, I wish I did it straight up. Uh, now I have, and I think we've uh, implemented it and the business is performing. It's, I have less people in the business than I started the year with, but we're doing more work and more revenue and more profit than ever before. So, you know, that would be my lesson and something to give to you guys. And I think the very last one, you know, another year has gone by and I didn't, I didn't build my own audience and I should have done so. And I think, that is the single biggest opportunity that we're living through today. You will regret this in 10 years if you haven't built your own audience. For anyone listening, my team members and anyone else, if you're not building your own audience, this is literally the gold mine in front of us. All you got to do is pick up your phone and create content and you can end up changing your life, your family's lives, generations of your family, just like that. There is nothing to it. Everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has a passion. Everyone has something they want to talk about just start doing it. There is nothing to get in your way. But instead, you continue to think, I'm just going to do the thing that I've always been told by society. And that is the way for me to live my life and be successful. And what is success, right? You want to do the best for the people that you love. And in order to do that, you need money in this world. And to gain money, you need to have an audience. Because that's the easiest and simplest and best way to make money is by having people's attention. That's it. If you have people's attention, you can make money. So that's my biggest lesson, biggest regret. I should have built my audience. You know, my team helps me with my content and I've never really focused on it. But as of right now, that's going to be my main focus for next year. And um, that being said, 
in the next few days i'll be dropping the next episode which is all about 2023 so stay tuned for that but anyway thanks for listening this podcast is actually the top 15% shared on spotify this year so thank you for that wasn't expecting that anyone even listens or cares about this so if you have made it to the end i appreciate it send me a message on instagram let me know and i'll see you in the next episode thanks 